The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What up, what up? Yeah, we're back once again. Yeah, act two once again. Act two of the replacements. I'm Alex. I go by the fantasy football hustler. Nelson Tides. I go by Nelson Tides, and I just saw on the text, Bogey's on his way. He is wow. home now. There we go. We'll see you soon, Bogey. All right, and so I'll fill in for him. Last time on Silver Screen Breakdowns, we got introduced to Shane Falco, aka Keanu Reeves. Coach Gene Hackman and all the replacement players that are taking over for these Washington Sentinels that are on strike. The guys hate them. Oh man, they naturally, of course. <laughs> as they should, as they should. And now we've made it to the point where they are gonna play their first game. They've only had one. They only have one practice and pretty much like one practice like one lunch where they all get together and that is like about it outside of that it's all it's gonna be all bad for this first game one thing that is very cool is we got introduced to mr john madden who is the commentator for every single game that goes on it's john madden and pat summerall and what were some of your first initial thoughts Nelson about just John Madden and the whole announcing crew. It's perfect for the show. I thought it was really sound like Madden and Summerall were commentating on a real game. So that's how good they were. They weren't even acting. They were just doing their thing. So yeah, it's perfect having those two guys on. Heck yeah. Different from what I've seen before in other movies where, Seems like they seem different when they do it in a movie as opposed to real. And, but when Madden does it, it just seemed like it was real. It seemed like it wasn't scripted. Put it that way. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. It seems like it wasn't scripted. And usually in other movies, it does seem scripted, but they still play it well because that's what they do in real life. Yeah. But it seemed this just seemed like it wasn't scripted. They actually analyzed a real game. Yeah, they did a really good job. Everything was natural, and yeah, R.I.P. to Madden, and so it was cool getting to see him back, just reminiscing. <laughs> and Crispy said, what up, Nelson and Huss? Long time. Long time no see, Crispy. Yes, Crispy. <laughs> All right, and so in this first game, oh, man, like, it's just, first off, I don't know what the heck is up with Jumbo. Like, why is Jumbo eating a dozen soft-boiled eggs or hard-boiled eggs, whatever the hell it is? Oh, man. just like, At least a dozen. Looked like it might have been more. Man, and literally just whoop, in his mouth, chewing, but still shoving more in. Man, come on. Come on. <laughs> I couldn't handle that. And then it's funny how they had the little, uh, they pranked 
prank the dudes with the, the string or whatever. And Danny comes out running, hits the string, and then just takes out like all of the cheerleaders. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Takes them all out with the crazy. It looks like he just speared them all, but really hits it, trips, and then just goes over everyone. Then real funny how like he recovers with that. He's like pushing them all out the way, and then he comes and hits with the Heisman pose. <laughs> <laughs> such a savage and uh, so everyone else makes it back out and oh we got bogey in the house bogey! hey all right gotta take us off the rails real quick left that goddamn phone in the shopping cart and then somebody in the parking lot goes oh i'll take the cart like i'm about to go yeah and then i so i'm not thinking anything of it and then i'm looking i'm like damn where the fuck's my phone at and we're like pulling up to the crib i'm like oh no and but luckily it was a nice old white lady because she went straight and turned it right into the store. Cause I was calling it right away. And then I looked at the location, I was like, oh, it's still at the store. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah, cause you know, I mean, thank God that my girl tracks me everywhere, my every fucking move, you know what I mean? <laughs> that is why. Yeah, for stuff like that. I rarely leave shit behind, bro. I'm not one of those guys. I keep everything tied to me. How you guys doing though? You know, well, I was, you're I, good, Bogey. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the show. You know what, man? I was almost going to have someone replace me. Huh? You see that? I was going <laughs> to have a standing because I was, I was going to be on strike from the show. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> where are we at? So he's, he, he just speared. Where are we at? He just very cheered. first. Yeah, very first game. Just speared the cheerleaders. Yeah, I made it. Yeah. And then, shit, man. It, oh, this is, I stole this from the Little Giants, but it's just like a real easy storyline for like guys who don't know each other. Everything is all fucked up in the huddle from like where I stand to oh, that's my spot. They start fighting and they get and to acting like non-professionals. <laughs> and then Shane gets punched right in the side of the head. He's oh, yeah. He's, he's, he, was, he was staring out of his eye hole for a second there. And look, You're looking out of your ear hole. <laughs> and I love it, too, because he gets up. He's like, he's, he's, I'm already hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's so used to being on his back, apparently. Yep. Yeah. Sugar bowl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What do they call him? Too many feet. Too many feet. Falco. I don't uh, know. Yeah, they had a. There was like one, one time they referenced. He was like when he was like Shane Foot, Falco, and he goes footsteps. Footsteps Falco. Yeah. Fo footsteps Falco. Yeah. Footsteps oh, yeah, Falco from Ohio State. <laughs> and then. Oh, oh my God! Ohio State QBs don't even make it in fictional NFL. <laughs> Oh man, that's hilarious. It is, right? And, and Crispy said, What's up, son? <laughs> What's up, dad? <laughs> and then I should have had my dad do, do the show for me. Here's another correlation. Of course, Jumbo ate like a dozen eggs or whatever. And he's like, What if you're not feeling good? And he's like, Tell me before the play starts. And then he ends up yakking right in the, in the huddle. And and then Orlando Jones, he throws up as well. We got to move. I'm throw up. With, I'm throw up too. And then throws up. And we got to move. And they do a little. Hut, 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 hut. And then uh, they go to the side, they get the play in. It, uh, nothing's really good is happening for them. It's pretty much all but bad, that like was right the, in the beginning. That was definitely the first thing they did together as a team. Oh, yeah. Gene Hackman says that as well. Yeah. Love Gene Hackman, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Shane just goes out there and fumbles the ball right off the bat. Um, just what footsteps Falco is supposed to do. And, uh, yeah, everyone that they play, they're definitely like the underdog, but luckily they got a guy like Danny out mm -hmm. there. 
because, yeah, he's just the anchor of that defense. That's what you need. And the first play of the game from him, it's going wild, and they don't even – like, they're about to audible it, and he, he says hut. He doesn't say hike. He jumps over the, the Troy Palomalo before Palomalo's even in the NFL and uh, does one of those blast the quarterback. <laughs> 15-yard penalty for sure. <laughs> yeah! Hey, 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 I swear to God. I'm always trying to find the one I identify with in the movie. I'm definitely Danny, bro. I'm a screaming <laughs> ass motherfucker. Just fucking. You say Palomalo? Yeah, that's the tr- that's a signature Troy Palomalo move where he would just. Oh, the move. Okay. Right like, over the over. He would time it so well, too. Yeah, he yeah. was fun to watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just running around like he's on fire because the hair is going everywhere and shit. <laughs> yeah. So because of that penalty, they're right on the goal line after that because they got the fumble and then the penalty, and then they're literally right on the goal line. They just run it in for a nice, easy touchdown. And then that's when the the throwing up and all that happens, and then they go out there and they start making plays. Like once they got that kind of a little in sync, things start changing. Like right off the bat, Shane, he's – He's under fire. That's one of the things that the coach tells him right off the bat. He was like, you got to be thinking on the run. You got to be just like starting on the run because their offensive line is not good. These are the yeah. players. It's horrible. <laughs> you, know, you want to know one thing I like about this movie right out the gate versus a lot of the other football movies we've been reviewing is even if it's simple and rudimentary, he still breaks football down. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, that's what pass pro is for. Yeah. It's just little stuff like, you know what I mean? Where it's not, they're actually, they're, he's actually like a coach. When you know why they do have a lot of similarities is because the guy who's the football coordinator on any given Sunday and damn near every single football movie, he's the coordinator here mm-hmm. as well. He's the coach for San Diego in the second game. So we haven't got there yet, but okay. we'll, uh, we'll bring him up. But he always plays like a coach or something. He always gets an acting gig in the movie as well, playing a coach. Then he like gets to be on there on on film yelling at the guys like what to do because he'd be yelling at them off camera anyways about what to do. But that's what's cool about it. And so we get the first points of the game on their side. And it comes from the leg, man. Nigel Gruff, he's got that boot. He got a real big boot. He had to remind him. Remember, Nigel, it's over the bar, not under because he's a soccer player. Oh, yeah. Not Australia. Like- what was Australia rules? No, no, he was. No, it's no, no, Wales. Soccer. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Australian rules. So that Australian was, rules uh, that's his claim to fame. He could, he could kick the entirety of a, of a soccer field and score. Yeah. And uh, fucking Danny. He comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Psh, blast him. And, and uh, Madden or, or what's his name? It was one of them. It was Pete like, Summerall. Pat a, Summerall. Pat Summerall. Yeah. yeah. That's the second Sentinels player that was knocked out by his own teammate. and john he says there's a rule don't do something good in sports if you can't handle the celebration oh yeah (laughs) and then next next series it's it's what's his name earl wilkinson he it's funny because they have to change his name (laughs) they have to change his name to ray smith (laughs) so nobody knows who the hell he is because he's supposed to be in prison yeah but he comes out big old greasy pick out there and then runs it back for six. And then now they're up 10 to three. And uh, yeah, it's funny. Madden's like trying to figure out who is this guy? Ray Smith. He was like, doesn't say anything about him. Just says he's been a resident of uh, Washington DC for the last six years. And he likes embroidery. 
embroidery. I remember in that. Prison what? doing embroidery. <laughs> You've been in prison for the last six years. Doing embroidery and shit. That's funny. And man, footsteps Falco. Like, why did he's supposed to set up on the run? And then literally the next play, when they go out there, it's not even two seconds. He has one second before he gets hit every single time. Strip sack, it's a fumble. And then we get the Danny. I need you to get me the ball. Give me the ball. You need the ball. Hey, you gotta get me get you ball. I need you to get me the ball. I gotta get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Did they whistle? <laughs> as oh, no, that's goes, after. As soon as he goes out there, the coach says, I hope he doesn't kill somebody. Else. <laughs> I'm telling you, Danny will kill. He'll hurt. He's hurting everybody, man. He gets him that goddamn. I like it. He gets that. I'm back. I got it. I'm back. No, even before they snap the ball. He's on the field. He's just prowling. Oh, yeah. I'm back. I'm back. Get the ball. Get the ball. I love that guy, man. <laughs> And he goes out there, I got it. I got you the ball. You got me the ball. ball. (laughs) They definitely overplayed that jump, but it's so funny. And then even right at the end, they didn't know what to do. Uh, Okay, go sit down, Danny. Sit down now, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. He takes directions very well. Go get me the ball. He gets it. Go sit down. Okay. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. You know what I mean? (laughs) And fucking Falco, man, like he goes out there. Now he's got the ball. He just gets, he's a big bonus hole out there in this first game. He's so scared and yeah. like reads blitz and then checks to the audible and everything. It's supposed to be a pass, but then he ends up checking to the run. And then he ends up, what the hell is the running back's name? Hold on. Yeah, they end up Walter Conkrin. Yeah. yeah. He breaks like five tackles or whatever, but yeah, try, jumps for the end zone. Psh, one of those spinning 360. Whatever, when you get hit, it might have just happened, and it might have just happened to Elway in the actual Super Bowl, too. Or we're doing that in the movie, <laughs> <laughs> right? The helicopter spin because that always looks really good, like oh, yeah. on film, like guys jumping in the air, gets hit from one side, and it's like a whole helicopter spin, looks really good on film. Oh, yeah. And then what is it called? almost see, he believes in the kid, Judge Hackman, because it's he's like, oh, uh, what was that? I wasn't yeah. in the playbook. You know, he's like, maybe it should be. You know what I mean? That, that wasn't in this one. No, this Oh, one that wasn't that play? Oh, okay. No, this was the one where it was like, I called call the audible. I thought it was the same. Like, you don't change the play right there. The ball was supposed to be in your Oh, game. yeah. That's, no, this is when he's checking him first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's, I read Blitz. And he's bullshit. You were scared. He's like, I read Blitz. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. He was scared. He was definitely scared. Scared. Number 53, that middle inside, that middle linebacker, he was, ooh, man, like Shane. He already took too many hits from him. He was scared. That's funny. But now comes, oh. this is one of my favorite parts in the whole movie, and it's so funny because here's another necessary roughness, kind of little a little similarity here. It's so funny. Orlando Jones, he goes up, puts on I Will Survive on the jukebox, and then he goes and sits down next to Faison. Man, why do you play that dumbass song? I mean, I put on the Commodores. I don't even know how that shit came on. <laughs> but he's like singing it the whole way back to the, the whole I way back. When they got dancing, that was pretty cool. That's oh, cool. yeah. That, that, that. That's, the, that's, the, that's a nice little precursor. Yeah. Or a nice little foreshadow. What do you think about this part, Nelson? The whole bar fight. Did you notice, obviously, similarity between the necessary roughness? Yeah, it looked like the same bar almost. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> 
is there any correlation here with the directors or writers? Is there? I'll tell you this correlation. They use 56 a lot. That was Lawrence Taylor's number. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bateman, and this was 56. And then the other guy on the other team, the the no-name shirt, was 56, too. But that's also like a common. Taylor keeps popping up. Even in Little Giants, of course, the Giants, of course, Icebox is going to be 56. 56. Icebox, oh, shit. Hell yeah. And hey, Philly Mike OG, what up, what up? What's that in Philly Mike? That's so funny, man. The actual, the Washington Sentinels, they just, they come in punking them. They're still like, they got the swag on their mind. Hey, they're Washington Sentinels after that ass whooping. And then starts talking shit about the deaf dude. Shane's not having it. Comes up, tells him to lay off because he can hear him. Yeah, and it's not like he can hear me. He's like, yeah, I can. And then Brian, he was like, (laughs) he starts doing the sign and pretty much calls the dude an asshole. And then he punches Shane because Shane's translating. <laughs> Shoots the messenger right away. <laughs> Everyone jumps in like they're going to do something. Shane backing him up. Hey, all right, just yeah. calm down. And he looks back at him. All right, you guys had enough. What? <laughs> and then, I didn't do that. Oh, and then it's Danny. Who Then you see him. Hey, what's going on? And then he's in the, in the doorway. <clears throat> and Shane's like, Danny, remember when I told you about red shirts in practice? Forget about it, Martell. Boom. Then he, t- he took a sip too first, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got the Patron bottle in his hand. Got the fucking, got the somewhere. Oh, Patron? Yeah, there's a Patron bottle. Yeah, I see. I like Danny a lot. That's my guy. Yeah, the sombrero and the poncho on. Like, he's getting wild after the games. Like, he's taking them all the way back to college. And um, then the whole scrum starts. And Faison is just the funniest dude to me because he doesn't give a fuck about anything that's going on. He's like chilling, drinking the Henny out the bottle, and then the dude gets pushed into him, and they so pissed. Like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> that was the only reason he got into the fight is because the dude got pushed into him. <laughs> hey, and the buddy boy was hiding around the corner, wasn't he? <laughs> hiding I will survive. The, hiding behind the jukebox. <laughs> Nigel yeah. calls him out on it. <laughs> yeah. Because Nigel, like, Nigel's got in the mix. It's 150. Yeah, now he's just playing football, bitch. Yeah, boots him right in the face. In the net. Oh, well, he's right. He's walking out. Okay, let's stop. Hey. And then he stops. Boom. Hey, kicks hold him on right a second. Nets. Oh, hold on a second. Okay. Oh, no, keep talking. And uh, yeah, then they actually then they get taken to jail. And uh, yeah, that's where it all starts. And they're all hyped because he's got done whooping some ass. And Clifford Franklin, so funny. It was fun to go whoop some ass tonight, wasn't it? <laughs> Everyone clowned. Oh, you were the man tonight, Clifford Franklin. You were the man tonight. What? And Nigel, <laughs> he was hiding behind the jukebox, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Calls him out. It definitely get. This is where the, this is now where they got the camaraderie really rolling. Now, whoop some ass together, go to jail together. You know what I mean? Work as a better unit, right? Oh, yeah. That's where it all starts. Some kind of coming together. And this was their moment. And then this whole, because Clifford Franklin, man, at first, I admit, I was afraid. You were afraid? (laughs) Shit, I was petrified. You were (laughs) petrified? (laughs) Thinking I could never live without you by my side. (laughs) So funny. And then. uh, It's funny because he's the seven up guy, bro. That's a Dennis, Nelson didn't remember that he was the make seven up yours guy. 
Yeah, and I'm wondering, if, was he like a comedian actor, or was he just like a funny actor? Because I, I wonder, like, how, like, how did he... He was on Mad TV, if you remember Okay, that's that. what it was. Okay. Yeah, that was one of the first big things. But, okay, yeah, uh, I got off Mad TV. Yeah, well, hey, hey, there's a couple things. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, you talking about Phase on Love? No, uh, we're talking about Orlando Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was on Mad TV. I just know, know him as Joanna Man. I also want to address, Alan said, to, for me to answer the approach question, what was the question? Oh, about if you could break down the differences in Gene Hackman's approach as a coach in the replacements versus Hoosiers. Oh, the thing is, I saw Hoosiers so long ago that I don't remember. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I am an actor. But you, just what you said in the beginning with Keanu Reeves, he watched those 50 tapes and stuff. Yeah. Joe well, Gene Hackman, what he's going to do, he's going to watch coaches, just like Al Pacino did in any given Sunday. Yeah. But I did, when I did the Natalie Cole story. We were, I played her drug dealer and she had an actual drug dealer. I played him. And what I did, I went to a cocaine anonymous, a real one in Toronto was where we shot it. I went to a cocaine anonymous meeting and they don't let people on the outside. I said, listen, I'm doing a movie. It was for Townsend, Robert Townsend and stuff. So would you mind if I just sat in and then he asked permission and stuff and I sat in. So you do a little research like that if you're serious. Some actors don't. But guys like Gene Hackman, Ken Reeves, like these guys, they they do all that stuff, the extra yeah. research and stuff like that. See, if I, did, I did a little bit, but I don't know a lot. Who was a crazy method actor. It was, at least for the research, a lot of research. It was Marlon in the Waynes Brothers when he was when he was aspiring to be an actor. And one yeah. of the roles that he was up for was a homeless person. And so he pretty much befriended one, one of these, well, a homeless dude and was like, just seeing how he lived and brought him back to the house and feeding him, like all this type of stuff. And then you see a homeless lady like around there. And Marlon was like, yeah, I'm just trying to learn from as many people as I can. And I just got like a real beautiful soul. And he was like, did you hit that? <laughs> it was for research, Sean. Okay, it was for research. <laughs> hey, okay, real quick. What was the Joe, the Joe Pesci movie back in the days where he was a homeless dude? I don't know. Joe Pesci. I mean, yeah. Oh, it, with, with, with honors. With the, it was like the, there was a female co-star, right? It was Brendan Fraser and uh, Joe Pesci. They were the main two. Yeah, and there was a female yeah. co-star. Yeah, because yeah, I remember there's one time he's like, he about to get busy with her, and they're like they're wearing so many fucking layers of just clothes that like, over the years. So he's just oh, oh, taking layer off after layer. Uh, <laughs> we're not thinking about the same movie then. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay, maybe, maybe I'm confusing the movie though, because there was one where he's a homeless dude, right? Yeah, yeah well, Phoenix for sure. Yeah, I mean, there, there, must, there must be multiple because if we're talking about, uh, I think we're talking about different ones. Yeah. I, I worked with a method actor in the acting class, remember? It wasn't fun working doing scenes with them, though. It's like I wasn't in the scene with them. Because they're but, in their own little world. They're in this world they've created. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you want to be able to balance being in your own world and then being the moment with the other actor. That's the problem. I ain't going to lie. When I was Hulk Hogan or Hollywood Bo Hogan a couple years ago for Halloween, I was him everywhere I went. As long as I had to get up on, I was him. And I was even being shady to people. Cause that was really being him, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Hulk Hogan's not a nice person, apparently. They're keeping it kayfabe. Yeah. <laughs> also, her, yeah, I do. But the acting I do that I like, Alan is this. This is Strasberg, Ma, Meisner, and then Method, pretty much. 
Uh-oh. And then there's oh, and then there's oh. talent is number four, which is like the raw. I'm into the Meisner more, or moment to moment type of thing. So I can relate to the actor. So you really gotta listen. What bothers me. It's okay. It's like it's it's when there's no attempt to like. For example, like you said, Pacino. When he watched hella videos of actors, of actors, of coaches. Yeah. And then when he played his coach, he had his own rendition of it. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. had his own, he had his own spin on what he, how he would be a coach. I can't stand it. When there's, especially shows like, okay, like Cheers, for example. I always, I love the show Cheers, but I can never stand that. Nobody had a fucking Boston accent. You know what I mean? You're in Boston. And it's one yeah, of the most significant <laughs> accents out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck—they get rid of theirs. Remember back in *Good uh, yeah. Hunting*, they had it. Yeah. Of course, it was set. It was set in Boston, and that's the speech therapy where speech pattern, American speech, speech pattern, you take. I've, I've I've taken stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah. And Affleck about- goes back and is in that movie *The Town* and all that. He's got that accent still. So oh yeah, because yeah, because that, that one was like it was what was Boston. it? It was based in Boston, and it was yeah. in like South Boston, right? A Southie. I think so. Yeah, I, I thought in, in Departed, I thought I thought what's his name was pretty good in there, Leo. Because Damon also, good. right? They both kind of had their own. Yeah, because they would get because there would be certain parts depending on who they were talking to, they wouldn't have it. Remember, you know, I bet you when you go down there, you lose the accent, dude, huh? You fucker, you know what I mean? Oh, like, you did, you sneaky motherfucker. Yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> it's, you're a chameleon, right? You're moving in and out. Hey, like, when I'm out here in the streets, you gotta hey, get in the car. You know what I mean? Or else they're gonna know, yeah, you're a cop. You know what I mean? And we start t- talking to the pig, you talking to them hella proper, you know what I mean? Bogey, <coughs> so you get you, you get that bong going, Bogey's got his drink. I get my drink, it's a cool in the freezer. Yeah, let's get it. Oh yeah, what you doing on over there tonight? I, I I work at this theater too. I help out this dude, the stage manager. Cool. And then they the woman who does like the drinks and the food, because the play that was showing. It shut down. It was finished. Uh-huh. So they're getting rid of all the refreshments. So you yeah. know, Nels, what do you want? I go, I'll take these beers and yeah, hell <laughs> yeah. some waters and got a bunch of some wine and stuff. So I don't know what it's some malt beer. I don't know if it's good, but I'm going to try it out. We'll see if I bring it. I'll go get it's it. It's funny for me whenever it's free, I don't care. <laughs> it's free. Like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. That's a Tino, and he's just watching with his grandpa. He said, I thought this was yeah. a weed show. Where's the weed at? <laughs> just as he's saying that, but Bogey sparks up. I hit the dab, and he said, he also said, Humphrey Bogart is the GOAT. Yeah. Bogey. You should watch Casablanca. I watched it one time because I was with a, it was, I was with a chick back in the day. She was into, like, old films and shit. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and because I was always Bogart, and she's, you know where you got your name from? I'm like, not from Humphrey Bogart. And oh, it wasn't? No, because I, for the longest, I'm not going to lie, I thought <laughs> Humphrey it Bogart, Bogart with a D. I thought it was with a D until I stopped. And also, I grew up on Beavis and Butthead. So, like, when it was, it's a figure of speech to hog something. Stop, quit Bogarting it. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't Bogart. Or the guy just yeah, Bogarted Bogart, line. I always thought it was with a D. So that was my name. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, because that's, that's what I did. I would hog things. You know what I mean? Yeah, with a T, man. Yeah, but see, but it also made it unique to me, though. And I actually looked it up one time. It's, it derives from a Dutch name, Bugard, with a D. Like Humphrey Bogart's name actually derives from a Dutch name, Bugard, B-O-G-A-R-D. Nice. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like see, I'm the original. One, right, let's, let's jump back in. So now, 
we do have a little scene between Shane and the cheerleader. Let's just skip over that to where we get them coming back. Is that them coming back? We're like they're describing. He's like, oh, she, Shane's going in. No, oh, you got shut down. Oh, that was earlier. We're not that far. We're not that far yet. And the boat scene. Yeah, fuck that scene. Yeah, now we're getting back. We're coming back to practice, and uh, Shane. For sure, parks in a different spot this time because he doesn't want to park in the the Martell. Uh, yeah, but this motherfucker's come on, Martell. I didn't park in your spot, and he's like, no, but you did park in Leon's spot, and uh, he's a little bit less forgiving than me. They push the shit over, but oh, here come the best guard. Here come his offensive linemen to protect him. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> protect him in the pocket with a and gun, was, like you're supposed to. Yeah, and he was nice first. He was like, "You want to flip my man's car back over?" Nah. <laughs> oh, this is your ride right here. Yeah, pulls it out. Six right in the windshield. He just pulls a gun out. I like that guy. Yeah, that was great. And then they flip it back over and just they call it a day. All right. And no trucks, I mean, Shane Fackle's truck is so thrash, it didn't even matter anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's got graffiti all over it <laughs> and they pushed it like both ways, like on each side. And but yeah, they, they put that shit back up. He's like, oh, I'm a son of a bitch now, son of a bitch. Goes and shoots the driver's side window out. And then they go into practice, and the coach is the first thing. If anybody has any illegal firearms, let's make sure to turn those in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one turned in, nothing in. No, hey, what's funny? I could have swore when I watched this before. They said that they're they were like the guards, they were the bodyguards, right? For, for ODB, I don't know if that, yeah, for ODB, yeah, yeah, because I should have worn my ODB shirt. That's what I'm saying. RIP, yeah, rest in peace. And what's uh, with the lighting tonight, Bogey? You, I see him, but then I don't. It's because the sun is going down. Oh. Yeah, so it's like you got a strobe going or something, or some yeah, it's it's funny too. Luminescent thing. If I time it correctly, at six thirty ish, seven, that's when I jump out. It looks like I'm like shining like perpetual light on me. Look there, now it's bright, now it's dark. It's like a heartbeat. Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I've been called the heartbeat of things. You know what I mean? Then we get a little heartfelt moment. Here, where Gene Hackman's like, what do you guys fear on the football field? Or what do you guys fear? And of course, Orlando Brown. Spiders! Scared <laughs> of spiders, coach. I don't mean I that. Can't I don't mean that. Red with their eight legs and their hella eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going way too long on the spider thing. Coach, no, we're not talking about spiders. Oh, bees? No, get away from the insects. <laughs> and yeah, Shane says quicksand. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Oh, shit, yeah, quicksand's a scary mother, man. He's like, when you try to struggle, when you try to move, it still takes you. And No, it's not what he's talking about. (laughs) And then he has to explain what quicksand is. And quicksand is where you make a mistake. And you make another mistake, and you make another mistake, another another mistake. 
and then you're trapped like quicksand and everyone gets gets like oh man that's real deep shane and then what's another fear (laughs) going back to wherever the hell they were from and everyone's yeah Yeah, going back to the shipping yard the boat yard and then the one dude prison (laughs) so yeah everyone that's their biggest fear right now is going and they know that they're going back in three or four weeks that's crazy but yeah, that's their biggest fear is going back to whatever their regular life is. What's your fear, Alex? What do you fear, man? I don't even fear anything anymore. It's more like fear things with like kids now. Like that's pretty much that's it. something. Yeah. Yeah, I think my big my, my biggest fears are self-destruction. Cause I feel like only me can only I can stop myself. Nobody yeah. can stop me. Billy Mike OG knows that's some deep shit, Shane. Billy <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike OG was he in the was he in Vegas? I don't know. Philly OG wasn't in Vegas with us. Philly but, Mike hey, OG. next year he will be watching. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Philly Mike. Oh yeah. I was gonna call him Philly Steak Mike OG. I call him that Philly Steak Mike OG. Yeah. I remember when I had the Philly steaks and when I was in Philly, I was like, it was amazing. What up, hers? I love Philly's period, bro. I don't give a fuck where I'm at. You know what I mean? I got them here. You know what? Oh, there's a. It's called bogeys here. And oh, word. Yeah, Top. bogeys Philly cheesesteaks. Okay, you know what's cool about it's being Bogart? My, it's walking distance from my place. Nice. I like being me because it used to be a Thai restaurant, man. I, where I, I actually, and- I have a collage. It's on my Instagram. It's forty different things that are bogey this or Bogart that or Bogart's lounge, bo- bogeys bar and yeah. grill. It's just motherfuckers that know me from all over the place that they'll see something. Like, hey, look at this, and they send me a picture. I have a gang of them. It's it's okay. crazy. My, my man Maddie Law, he was out there in Vegas with us, and uh, just the other day, he sent me. It was called Bogey's Tavern. I was like, I was like, yeah, go in there. I was like, go in there. <laughs> That's my joint, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now I got a Philly cheesesteak spot too. Nice. Yeah, All right, let's yeah. reel it back in. Come down so, to LA, man. We'll take hey, you. There. I'll will. take you there. Yeah. So now we got the the next game that they're gonna play. And uh, this is the one against San Diego. And this is the one where the coach, who's like the football coordinator of the actual movie, he's the coach on the other side. Shane is getting blasted left and right by some crazy D end out there. And he's like, all right, just let this guy through. Just next play. Yeah. Through. Yeah, what? <laughs> I should let him through. So we've seen this. We've seen this on a couple of the play on, on a couple of the movies already. Let the guy through and then he just throws it right at his dome piece. And he's got such a strong arm that he pretty much knocks the dude out. And then the uh, Brian, the the tight end, after throws the ball, ricochets off the guy's helmet, and then Brian comes up, boom, blasts him. And then Jumbo catches it and he's off to the races. <laughs> hey, he was it's funny too because it's a movie, but it's, it stops for 30 seconds movie time. Like, oh, 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 <laughs> <shit>. holy shit. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> and I love it because Manning's excited. Madden's excited, man, because when you get the fat guy touchdown, you get the fat guy spike, then the fat guy touchdown celebration. Right? And then the fat guy dance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super excited, and who was super excited for him was it was Faison because like you saw him and they like oh my god, and then he actually scores. He's like yes, yeah. <laughs> he, he created the big block that sprung him free, blasted that dude. 
free safety. I'm assuming. I love seeing the big guys carry the ball. That's hilarious. Yeah. You run the real games. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you give it to an offensive lineman and he just pound that thing in or something, or like the little trick play where like, you, but what's funny too is because nowadays, it's been years now, you have to report as eligible if you're a lineman that's going to perhaps catch the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So some people, they use that as trickery now. Oh, the number 72 is reporting as eligible. And he's just not going to do nothing but block. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a little throw-off method. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you got to tackle those guys low. Unless it you hurts do to the, tackle them, but you got to tackle them. It hurts. <laughs> unless you do the old hook and ladder like in Varsity Blues. And Billy Bob, I'm not an eligible receiver. No, you're not going to catch it. <laughs> Tweeter's going to catch it. He's going to pitch it to you. There it is. It's cheap yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then... Now we get the follow-up to the cheerleaders. Here's where it goes. Right after they score their touchdown, you see the cheerleaders like, oh, brought the brought the ladies. Oh, the yeah, cheerleaders, no. yeah. They were uh, distracting everybody. Yeah. I mean, they, were, they were strippers. What's the one? Yeah, the they were really Dawn? real cheerleaders. That's true. What was yeah, her name? Dawn? Dawn, yeah. Yeah, she was really dumb. Yeah. It's 90s, right? Quintessential dumb blonde. Yeah. Give me in. Aye, aye. fellowship. Yeah, and then, you know, they, everybody's losing their shit in the stands, and then the whole oh, guys. San Diego. Hey, girl. <laughs> and, man, the coach was so pissed. Right after that, that girl's been faking her ass over there for three minutes. <laughs> Penalty. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, they could. Bad girl. Who was who's the artist, Bogey? That I, I was girl. just trying to think of it right now. It was yeah. um. All right, it's at the tip of my tongue. Talking about sad girl. Ha, two. <laughs> it was called two in a room or something like that. Or uh, you got me there. I, I definitely. Who is two in the room? Not two. Let me just look it up. <laughs> I had Dean Kane looked up earlier. I'll just look. Up. I'll just go back to that. Done. Dang, so for anyone who's watching us for the fantasy news, just got an update that Mark Andrews not likely to play tomorrow. Crazy. Crazy. What do you think of that little guy who's on the Cowboys? He's four foot nine or no, five feet or something? Deuce Vaughn. How tall is he? Five, six. six. Yeah, what's up? Is he a running back? Yeah, running back. He'll be like Doing kick returns and stuff, probably. Do you think he's going to be good? Yeah, I don't know. guess that remains to be seen. And so getting back to the movie. So Shane throws another touchdown and uh, throws it on the run. And now, but they got to get an onside kick, though, to be able to get the ball back. And, of course, they got Danny Bateman out there to try to help with the, uh, try to help with the, uh, what's it called? The onside kick. <laughs> He goes out there, blasts the dude, gets the ball back. But then he starts running. He's supposed to get the ball and go down to save time. But he starts going back, reversing. Falco gets on his ass. <laughs> That's the only way to bring him down is Shane Falco's got to go out there and make the tackle. <laughs> and Danny gets up. Nice hit, Shane. Bateman. <laughs> he just loves it, man. He loves some contact. And they're in range. Well, they're not in range for most kickers. But for Nigel, the leg gruff, they send him out there to kick a 65-yard field goal, 65-yarder. And he's he, it's so far that he's got to go out there with the cigarette this time. Like the last time we saw him get rid of the cigarette before, 
This time he has to go out there with it. He's smoking on the field. Because he's nervous. And Why? This is, a, this is a long kick. 65 yards is a long field goal. Are, aren't those henchmen on his ass, though? But yeah, but he, he doesn't even know about that yet. Oh, this is where they okay. see him. He's like, hey, there's our guy. I'm going to start missing some kicks. And uh, But yeah, he got the cigarette and then whoosh, flicks it off. You just hold it, Shane, and I'll kick the bloody piss out of it. <laughs> 65 yarder. That was, a, that was a deep one. It's straight enough. It's got the distance. It's good. <laughs> and then he sees Danny. Oh, he's got to run because he knows. He's about to he knows Danny's about to, he's about to. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I got my ass whooped because I just went try to go grab it likely everywhere. And it wasn't likely he was going to be there. <laughs> he's going to be a bum. No, I'm just saying he was gone everywhere. Yeah. I'm not messing with Likely. Nah, I would have grabbed him and been like, hey, Mark Andrews guy, I got Likely. Wow. <laughs> likely? Who's Likely? So his name is Isaiah Likely. He's the backup to the tight end, Mark Andrews. And right now? Like, right yeah. now? No, in, in actual football, we just got an update. So I went to go see. My, yeah, my that's what in, in the real in the NFL, right? Yeah. And Mark oh. Andrews, he's a guy like, he has a calf injury. I, I, I said he's probably not going to play. He also has diabetes. So it's just those things like that just don't heal as fast as it would for a normal person. You know what I mean? Yeah, you think I should go low carb, get rid of the diabetes. I, I think he's our, I, I forget which type he is. Maybe he's type one. That's yeah, the, I, I, I think produce he, the beta cells or something. Yeah, it, it's not the other type where he had way too much sugar and, and he developed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Born with it. Yeah. And, and Tino said, isn't there a pick of a QB smoking a cig during halftime somewhere? Who was that? I, I know about. Who call me? Go ahead, Bogey. Uh, uh, who is smoking uh, Jay Cuddy? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, was oh, like, I was like, oh, no, he's going to buzz for me. I was going to say, I don't know who was smoking a cig. I, we know about that dude, QB Stew, who, like, smoked, uh, smoked a joint and went out shredded. Yeah, through, like, four more touchdowns. Like, <laughs> no, but, this, but smoking Jay Cuddy because he was known to be a cigarette smoker. Yeah. I wonder if they, okay, the robot dick, like, the, the nicotine, like, the little vape thingies. Can players fuck with that on the sideline? Doubt it. No, I don't think so. Doubt it. That was before my time, but I, I think I told you guys my friend, close friend of mine, his dad was a coach and a pro coach. So I, mm -hmm. I got to be a ball boy a couple of times. Nice. And it was in the locker rooms and everything. And then my friend who had lived with the hockey on the hockey side, I was in the dressing rooms as well like in Philly, the Flyers and Colorado and stuff. And but this film in particular brought me back to the football when I was like ball boy and stuff in the when, CFL. When you, when you look back on, remember when the Jets won the Super Bowl, right? Then the next uh -huh. season they're the reigning champs, and they would show them on the sideline. It'd be hella cold and shit. It's New York or whatever. It's hella cold. They just on the sideline in their uniform, right? And the, the fools that had money got the little fur coat over over his shoulders. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> smoking a cigar. That was like real football. <laughs> But the Jets won in like the 72 or something, didn't they? It was 69. Or 69 or something uh, with uh, Joe Namath. Yep. You guarantee 69, dudes. <coughs> oh, you said the magic words. Yeah, that's how I'll never forget that, that it was in 1969. Yeah. That the, year, the year of my birth. Yeah. I barely that, made it by in December, but hey, I made it by a couple weeks. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Wow, I know people right. think that because I, I fool you guys because people think because I look young. Well, black <laughs> so don't people crack. Never forget they think I'm like your age. I was on. I was a, a show. Not the show. The um, Tinder. 
swiping right. Yeah, this woman, I, I, I matched with this one chick. She's 34. She goes, oh, you're young looking. You look younger than you said. I was like 43 or 44, but I was in like 40, 49 or I think it was 49 at the time. I was like, oh, you, you don't want to know my real age. She goes, I go, how old do you think I am? And she goes, 32. I go, you think I'm younger than you? She goes, yeah, by a couple of years. Nah, <laughs> crazy. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm old a bogey, sure. man. Bogey was <laughs> Huh? You, you know, it's funny. My man Steamboat, he ain't seen me in a couple years, and he was there at Vegas. He's like, Damn, Bogey, you got the grays, man. <laughs> you got four kids for real. Because the last time he has seen him, I don't think I've seen him since 2020 for real. You know what I mean? Outside of like maybe well, not long ago. That's only three years ago. Yeah, I had two kids. I had two more kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? All so right. That that ages you? Uh, I thought maybe it's like you haven't seen each other since college or high school or something. That's nah, different, I'm but. just saying. He just saw me. He just he ain't seen me with the grays like that. I was like, and then what's funny is I like the I like the grays. You know what I mean? I like the grays. I like to leave a little. I think it looks cool. Yeah, I like just give yourself a shape, guys. It's easier. Women, it's a little different show. See, and that's what my girl said. She's like, got, she's she's a man. They they can either grow and to like look like hella horrible, or they can actually even grow to be more handsome than they were. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, like George fucking Clooney. You know what I'm saying? Get that Jimmy G's on the Jimmy G's on and, and, and the thing is, George Clooney doesn't not fun of a scene, but he doesn't. He's not known for working out. Or imagine if he worked out, and he, and he says one guy's that's one thing that guys can do. And women too, as well. He was a pretty scrawny really guy. Work man, out, huh? and look younger because you're fit. Yeah, I'm. Plus, I would imagine because the first thing that goes is like the cartilage everywhere, right? And then you can't redevelop that yet, right? Until technology catches up, right? Like well, the first thing that goes is your muscle density. And then you is? get fat oh, okay. and then place it. That's mm. what goes first, really. And that's only by choices. Usually food choices and sedentary mm. or, or sedentary, whatever you say that word, life, if you're moving or not, and being active physically. I want to give me one of those. on choices, really. I want to give me a bike. You know, one of those fucking, what do they call those? The workout bikes, I mean? This is me on here doing a show. Just huh, hitting it. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, man, I'll, what, what I'll ages the body more so is not age, like not time. What ages the body is more so your lifestyle of what you eat and what you do for yeah. physical activity. Those are the first two. And so, then your body, and then the age, the time is after that. What's crazy is my dad, he's looked the exact same for the last 20 years, right? Just maybe got a little more grazed. But like his whole thing is this is what he told me all my life. Every time you eat, you got to have a some kind of a meat. And the vegetables, because yeah. they say he says all the V words would it be, vegetables. <laughs> okay, vegetables. Okay, but this is how he eats every day. You know what I mean? Something with that has. Yeah, I'm, I'm not waiting. Too. Vegetables. That's just, and then smokes weed like religiously, and he says as long as you keep moving, you won't die. That's his theory. That's true. <laughs> because if you get injured, what's the best thing to do? Rehab. You got to move. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's what they get you. My my friend, close friend of mine, he's a chiropractor. He says, Nels, you, you got to move, man. You, you get injured. You, you got to do what you can do around it and then let that heal itself. But you got to keep moving. I was 165. That was the heaviest I ever been. And then it was 2017. And I was like doing my workout shit. And I, I was on a dieting well. And I would still get fucked up drinking stuff. That's probably like beer was like the only like real sugars I was putting in me. Then I got a fucking hernia, bro. And then, and then I just couldn't work out for a little while. I can really eat the way I was eating because I'd feel it. And then I just lost like 15 pounds that I've never, I'll never get back again. It's, just, it's crazy.
Oh, you never you want the 15 pounds back on? No, not real, not necessarily. Maybe like 10, maybe because oh, I was one more size. Five, I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, you I can tell you how to get that back on, man. I'm gonna tell you. Not now, but I can tell you. No, we, 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 no we're, we're not doing a show right now. Are we? Oh, we're doing a show. Yeah, 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 Let's yeah, bring yeah. it back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> I was waiting to get back in the generation. Let's go. So now we get it to where Shane shows up at the bar, at Annabelle's bar, and you get a little insight into her backstory that it was like her dad that owned the bar, and she'd been around football ever since she was a little kid. And uh, leads up into the little, the John Madden, where he's like announcing the yeah, he's doing the commentary while Shane, oh, he's going to go for it. He, he's going for it and goes up and kisses her and all that. And then it like splits right back to the game where he just runs in a touchdown. And this is a big time game for him because they could only afford to lose one out of the four games that they had left. And they lost that first game like in the beginning. So they had to win out to be able to go for the make it to the playoffs. And <laughs> here, the cool part in this with John Madden commentating was this whole play first this first Shane Falco was over here and he circles this guy and then he comes oh, yeah. over, pitches it here but the offensive lineman comes back and then dinks off of him and then he comes over here gets it Clifford Franklin and then he ends up getting hit and then poop comes back over here and he comes back over here just diagramming the whole thing like he used to and the ball ends up right back with the person who started the play <laughs> he and in for the touchdown <laughs> yeah and this is where i remember watching this movie in the theaters i saw the theaters also yeah because I, I i fuck with uh keanu reeves man he's awesome yeah you know, i was just talking about that before uh in the first act before you came on classic this is our third uh keanu reeves flick we've done and he's all right in this one he's good what's crazy too like with his monotone acting style, in my we're opinion, right? about that too, yeah. Like he was so awesome in those John Wicks, because <laughs> he doesn't have to say anything. Those <laughs> movies are so tight, and there's yeah. four of them now. And I would say this is like up there with some of the better movie series. I swear to God, Bogey, I'd like to say thank you, man. Thank you for the compliment. That's how I act. That's how I act. <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 do I, things like, I gotta give you your cool. flowers, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, the next flick is, I don't know, but John Wick 5. Uh, that's exactly how he acts. I can do one impression, and I think that's him. I, I don't do impressions, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. This is where Clifford Franklin gets to put himself on the map. The next series, they go out, and Shane hits him with the perfect pass, but just, man, hands like frying pans. You motherfucker. And so Gene Hackman, oh yeah, it's time. He's here, give me the stickum. Puts it on his hand, rubs it on for him. Coaches don't look natural. It looks like I just jacked off an elephant. Oh, that, I love that. <laughs> I could have saw laughing at that. <laughs> he went up to the huddle, the motherfucking <laughs> cup stuck to his hand. <laughs> Get that fucking cup out of here. <laughs> and here was some little Giants action right there, because of course break and then but sticks his hand together but he gets him yeah. gets him apart and then it goes out there catches oh. the touchdown like he's supposed to but then he goes to spike the ball <laughs> yeah, as if the rest would have noticed out there he goes yeah. to psych the ball they even said it what are they gonna do put you in football jail even when the ref gets the ball he's like, what the fuck is this <laughs> that's funny yep and but yeah so clifford franklin gets his touchdown and then they go and then they go for two points because they, they need it. They need that two-point conversion. And Shane Falco 
He pretty much fucks it up, throws an interception, but luckily it goes through the guy's hands and right into the hands of Clifford Franklin. So Shane lucked out. And I always laughed at this part, his little touchdown celebration, where he's like going up, yeah, shooting everybody, like shooting everybody, and then he does it to like the like behind him. But there's only one dumbass cameraman that actually fell, like nobody else like played into it. <laughs> one cameraman, oh yeah, he was. Yeah, I think he was holding the satellite dish. Yeah, yeah you can tell guy. that dude was he was a Sentinels fan. He was like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, I got in the mix. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and the motherfucker. They, see, it's funny. There you go, Bogey. That's the one. It's the little things that won't ride yeah. these days. Like he, they would probably not say if they showed this movie on TV nowadays, they wouldn't show him take himself out. You know what I mean? Probably not. Yeah, it did used to be legal. I remember back in the seventies, it was legal apparently. Yeah, until the Raiders just took it to that next level. Start just yeah, covering they, the whole. Oh, yeah, they're catching off. balls like this. Just dude, stop. <laughs> just hit the hand. fucking. It was so just flat like a board. And it was all just everything, just getting all over the place, all over the ball, like all over everything, like literally everywhere. So they can stick find up. you out. They can find out who's got that stick. And Carl Everybody said no ad lib by the actors, huh? Which one? No ad lib by the actors, huh? I don't know if I know there's that much ad lib on this one. I, I would think. I, I'm I sure think there was any, on the field. I think anytime you have comedians in the mix, Oh yeah, you're gonna like have a on love or like I'm pretty sure there's things that are thrown in there as as, as improv. Well, there's gotta I mean, be because if, writers don't write like that. What yeah. if a jacked off an elephant was an ad lib? It could have yeah, been exactly. I never thought of that. That that could have been. Yeah, that probably sounded like that. I mean, he, that maybe be like cut. Okay, hey man, what is, man, it looks like I jacked off a giraffe. Hey, cut. Hey man, it looks like I jacked off an elephant. Like <laughs> that's the one they kept. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, it looks that's like I jacked fun. off Ron Jeremy's. It looks like a jacked off. Like remember in uh in rush hour they improv a lot of shit, because because but it was mainly because Chris Tucker would just always fucking. Well, hold on a second, up. Tino. Al Davis was ordering five gallon buckets of what? To stick them. Oh, stick them. Holy shit! Gallons. Had an organization. And yeah. Oh, by the way, my friend. I said my friend's father used to coach football. I was a ball boy. He worked under Al Davis too. Oh man. And he said Al Davis was not a nice. Guy. Oh he didn't no, like working with him. He screwed him over. So yeah. my boy, so we're at a Niner Raiders game. It was a preseason game. And these are some dangerous games to go to back in the days. People get stabbed and shot and people get jumped and shit. It, these are wild games, right? It was just a preseason game. And we're, we have, because it's preseason, it's hella easier to get like, these VIP box things. So we're in this thing, bro. And it, uh, they're walking through, they're walking through and there's hella security everywhere. And it's Al Davis, bro. And everyone's going on. They're all taking pictures and shit while he's walking through. My boy is a hardcore Raider fan, and he's one of those like critical Raider fans. And he goes, he started yelling some shit. And, and uh, I want who was it? Oh, it was Terrell Pryor was their, was their quarterback. He's like, you really think Terrell Pryor and what is that could really take us there? And he's by this time he's in a wheelchair. He stops the dude that's pushing him. Push me over there. Push me over there. <laughs> and he wheels and he mouths off to my guy. He like you. Oh, he'll show you and blah blah blah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, Al Davis got on your ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That was fucking awesome. Hell old at that point. Still went over to the jaw jack. What was that? Was that in the early 90s or something? Nah, this is like 2009. Oh, geez. 10 maybe? Yeah. I remember I, the first time I caught a Raider game was in LA in 94, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, there's a gang members and stuff. I wasn't expecting oh, yeah. that. It was like scary. <laughs> Come on, bro. When NWA blew up. Was at the Coliseum. At the Coliseum. Listen, 
NWA blew up. What do you think their flag colors were, bro? They were rocking Raider shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm telling you. And they're, yeah, they're in LA at the time when the NWA. Yeah, and, and they were the most influential gang rappers, I mean, uh, gangster rappers. And, and you know what I'm saying? So, like, across the world, gangsters rock Raider shit, man. I'm a Niner, so I don't know. Because they won in 84, they were in LA at the time with uh, yeah, the, the, run, the back running back. What's his name? Uh, Allen. Yep. Marcus, Marcus Allen. Allen. And then they left LA, what, in 95? Yep. Was it 95? I wanted, or, yeah, I'm I, guessing. I might have even been earlier than that. I saw well, it. Yeah, it was 94. So they were in the mid 90s. Yeah, it was mid 94. Yeah, 95, 96. Maybe. Yeah, because one of their big, when they came back to Oakland, when it went too long after that, their, their big accusation was uh, with Jerry Rice, like in 1999. Yeah, I remember when they went to the Super Bowl. Remember that? Okay, remember that game with the Super Bowl and that one lineman went crazy? They couldn't find him? Yeah. <laughs> and I still the, remember when Jerry Rice caught that Bowl one ball. The, it was in San Diego, right? That year? Yeah, yeah. He goes to Mexico and he's partying, bro. And they can't find him. They can't find him. People are telling him, like, that recognize him. They're like, hey, man, aren't you in the Super Bowl? And <laughs> he was just out of his mind, partying so tough. He and then he wakes up at one point and he's just not, he missed but it was beyond partying. There's some, he, I don't know if it was not schizophrenia, yeah. He, has, he was like bipolar, and he ended up yeah, being like right, bipolar, bipolar or something like that, yeah. And then I still remember that one catch that Jerry Rice had near the end of the game on the three yard line or something. He almost got a touchdown, but he got stopped, but he got hit so hard, he got a concussion on that one play. Yeah. Remember that, yeah. But he I was, mean, it was it amazing was, that he caught the ball though. It was the, it was Warren Sapp in them, bro. You had you had Ronde Ron, Ron, Ronde Barber and John Lynch and their secondary yeah. was disgusting. And the Gruden was a coach. There was another guy. There was another pass rusher. There were, there was a pass rusher. I forget. He just got into the Hall of Fame not too long ago too. But uh, yeah, they, yeah, they that were was nasty. A, that was a fun show. You want to know what's crazy? Watch, Here's the damnest thing: is that they traded away John Gruden to the Buccaneers from the Raiders, which is like crazy because I don't think I could ever. I, I don't even think I ever seen a coach get traded outside of that but then they go ahead and don't even change the playbook so they end up playing in the super bowl against the buccaneers and they and he's they run in the same playbook so it's john gruden in the super bowl preparation against their defense playing rich gannon yeah. playing the role of rich gannon and bro they just shut them down it was crazy mm-hmm of course Right, let's yeah. reel it back in. Let's reel it back in. They end up winning the game after this touchdown and two-pointer by Clifford Franklin. And then you get the crazy locker room scene and everyone is just mooning each other and all types of wild shit. Everyone's super happy because they're one win away from making it to the playoffs. And they're going to interview Shane Falco. But he's like, oh, you know what? Why don't you interview Clifford Franklin? He's the star today. He always throws that that weak-ass hat on too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he throws that sorry-ass hat on. He's like, no, I'm just a regular guy. But Bogey, didn't Clifford Franklin have the swag? Oh, yeah, Clifford Franklin. Yeah, swag. Clifford Franklin. Yeah. He was one sheet to the wind, huh? <laughs> he was one sheet to the wind. And he was just like, Ugh. and it's and it's crazy how huh? they throw a female reporter in that mug in, in, a, in a men's locker room. Yep. <laughs> yeah, how do they do that now? There's still female reporters in locker rooms, right? Yeah. So the guys are naked, they don't care. Can't, you can't have a male reporter, I'll tell you that much, in the WNBA. <laughs> Here we are in the women's locker room. What do you think of the win? That would not fly. But, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that's just yeah I don't think you want to see some of them chicks naked. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Maybe it could be somebody's thing. Eh? No, some of them, maybe. 
Franklin has his back, though, and it's funny. Danny Bateman, he wasn't having it, though. Like, he pretty much walks by and pushes him, like, into the locker. And female reporters just looking so shocked what's going on. And then, oh, man. Remember yeah. how the owner said that he wasn't going to intervene? He went and did it. Now he's going to intervene. And we're going to save that for Act 3. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a crazy one. It's Time for be some snacks. One. Time for some snacks now. Then. <laughs> Here we go to the lobby. <laughs> lobby. Make sure you guys go subscribe to the Silver Screen Breakdowns podcast on Spotify, Apple. Make sure you go subscribe to the Silver Screen Breakdowns YouTube channel. Yeah, more every day. Yeah. And you can find me, Nelson Tons, on YouTube. My demo reels and some of my acting stuff, acting work. And then Instantines underscore. Follow me and I'll follow you back. Yeah. Alan, I'll follow you back, man. Follow me, man. There we go. And we'll Bogey, see- where'd he go? He's out. He'll be back. We'll All see. Right. We'll see you guys on the other side for Act Number Three, and we'll see. Will Shane Falco be playing in the playoff game? Is the owner going to intervene and mess everything up? Find out next time on the Silver Screen Breakdowns. And everyone, yeah. everyone is watching live. Hang out with us. Peace out. This ain't a dream, we really live this shit. Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high, we the most lit. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.